All right, guys, welcome back to the Buck Fever podcast. You are here with three of us tonight. Um, Eli was tied up. He couldn't make it, but you got Noah and Colby and Jake. And we just want to talk about opening weekend that just happened. I know there was tons of anticipation. We talked about it all summer long, and now it, it finally happened. And there was enough stuff going on that it's uh, it's worth a little recap here. So um, going to be a quick little episode, but should be some good stories in there as well. So, Colby, if you want to just kind of kick things off, maybe start with Friday night and tell us how your weekend went. All right, yeah. I mean, opening weekend, Wisconsin bow hunt. Um, man, it's a weekend I look forward to all year long. Uh, Got to love any type of opening weekend. Whenever you're going out, anticipation was high. Uh, we love, we've said it many times, how much we love hunting the early season. Uh, you can try to get some of these uh, target bucks on somewhat of a pattern, although I'm not convinced we really had any of them on a specific pattern. But, yeah, driving up Friday night. I know me and Noah spent uh, probably a good hour on the phone on the ride up. We were both driving westward across the state and had a good chat. The You know, the vibes were good. The vibes were high, high anticipation and talking some strategy and stuff. Um. Yeah, I got in in the you know late evening there, and me and Eli ended up shooting the bows. We grilled up some venison uh, backstrap and uh, shared a few drinks, and we were pretty pumped up for the for the weekend to come. Um, yeah, how about how about you guys Friday night? Well, yeah, I mean, I I spent Friday night driving just like you and on the phone with you and. Um... You know, it was it was definitely the the highest anticipation um, that I felt in in a long time, and it was probably the best I felt all weekend because things went swiftly downhill um, after Friday night. But no, it was it was it was good. It was a good drive. The weather was perfect. The sunset was awesome. It was just like that. I don't know. There's something about it, I guess. It's kind of hard to describe, but um, it's just great to be back in the swing of things, getting to getting to deer camp. What about you, Jake? Um, Friday night was a little different. We didn't go up. We don't hunt morning, so I was hanging out with some buddies, and then I got asked to go goose hunting, so I we went and smacked some geese Saturday morning, which was pretty fun. Had a six-man limit in 30 minutes, so... Hmm. That's cool. And uh, then we headed up, uh, well, or I should say headed west, and got up there. We um, pretty early Saturday morning, about 11 o'clock. We uh, put up so we put up a carport because we got a couple four-wheelers and stuff up there. So did that. I pulled some chips that aren't cell cams, and then we went back to my uncle's cabin and, you know, showered up and looked at the pics and then really got excited because – one of our big boys has been running on one of those cameras quite often. So um, that kind of got us going. And then we um, uh, headed back out at about like 3.30 and we were driving. We got about a 15-minute drive from my uncle's cabin to where we hunt. And it was uh, it started sprinkling and raining. And so we kind of waited it out and it broke. And radar looked like we were all good. And headed in and um, then about 15 minutes after I got set up it rained for the next hour and a half and I got soaked but 
uh, once the, ro- the rain broke up a little bit, I ended up seeing six or seven deer. So it was a good night, especially being on the stand. Can't complain at all. Right. Yeah, that rain was no fun, though. But you kind of slow rolled it into the weekend a little bit, which probably in your case, your situation, that was probably smart. And I know you guys kind of sort of slow rolled it a little bit, right, Colby? Yeah, I'd say a slow roll was a, a pretty accurate statement. We didn't hunt uh, Saturday morning either. We just kind of woke up, had breakfast, ended up taking a, getting in the truck and taking a drive and just checking some some public spots that we typically uh, like to hunt. We are just looking for, like, what's the pressure from other hunters, how many other vehicles are out there, like where are other guys hunting. Um, just checking some spots we hadn't been to. Uh, this summer to just kind of get a feel for like the crop fields around and how things were setting up. Um, but from everybody that I talked to that I knew was hunting opening weekend, it sounded like, you know, the opening morning for the guys, at least that I talked to was not very good. And, and by us where we were at, it was, it was very foggy. It was very kind of just dreary out damp uh, and no wind. And to me, that's always a recipe for not a lot of deer movement. It uh, seems like they're just back to bed and they're hanging tight and stuff like that. Um, I, I mean, certainly I'm sure there's always exceptions to that rule. And it, you did see a couple people on like Wisconsin route report post Saturday morning or opening day, opening morning box. So congrats to them. But for the most part, those conditions tend to equal not a lot of action in, in my opinion or my experience. So we just kind of took it slow and, and took advantage of a little, couple extra hours of sleep which uh even though you're not sitting super long sits like it just gets these these early days get long because you're in the woods till uh you know past eight o'clock at night we usually have a pretty decent hike to get to our spots uh you know saturday night i got trapped in the tree till 8 45 before i even climbed out of the tree because i had deer around me so um you know, I didn't get back to the truck till 9.15, 9th, maybe even later than that. We didn't get back to Eli's house till after 10 o'clock. Uh, to, you know, we hadn't eaten supper, so <laughs> we're making a super late supper. To turn around and, like, try to hunt the next morning is pretty hard. So we didn't hunt either morning, actually, uh, this weekend. But, well, yeah, let's talk about that rain because that rain was not in the forecast whatsoever. Actually, you know, Saturday afternoon we were driving down to – to the property to hunt and we had no idea rain was even coming all of a sudden i checked and i was about 15 minutes late on on seeing your text of that (laughs) really dark red cell like right over the top of where we were headed and you said something to the effect of are you guys taking cover or something like that um and i'm like dude eli it's like we got a big rain cell coming at us like check this out um, and we were both shocked because everything we had looked at, you know, I, I had never seen anything about rain. Uh, so yeah, we ended up sitting in the truck for a good hour and a half, um, just kind of waiting that storm out. And I think it was, a, it definitely was the right call for our situation. It poured, I mean, it downpoured and the temperature dropped from like 71 to 55, 56. So if we would have just went and sat and got completely soaked and then had to sit in 55-degree weather, I think we would have been in for a pretty chilly evening. But we waited it out. Um, 
walked out there after it kind of cleared and a, and a little shower did end up coming through yet after that. So we still did get a little wet, but we certainly weren't soaked. Um, but even with that rain, I, I had some high anticipation that after, you know, that the rain would keep the deer definitely bedded, which would allow us to get into our stands. And then maybe once that rain cleared in the front blew through that the deer would be up on their feet and active. Um, I only saw two deer Saturday night, but one of them was one of our target buck, a big shooter we call Hooch. We think he's a, a minimum five and a half, maybe a six and a half year old buck. The last couple years, two years for sure, he's had just like a funky club on one side. I don't know if he had like a, an injury that he was dealing with the last couple of years, but even last year, he was just a gigantic bodied uh, buck that trumped all the other deer size wise and and this year too his body i mean he's just a horse um or a cow you know on on little stilt legs he he's just a big bodied buck and when he um stepped out i saw him across a bean field i was in a, in the woods kind of in a sitting over a water hole but i'm 30 40 yards into the woods and i can see um back out into the fields behind me um, and part of that field was beans and he stepped out of a fence line and from about 150 yards away, like I knew it was him right away before I even got the binos on him just because of how enormous his body was. And to my uh, pleasant surprise, like in trail camera pictures, he said certainly has a nice rack, but it's not like a, he's certainly not a booner or anything. But when I put the binos on him, I thought the, the rack looked even better than what uh, a little bit more masked, and he just looked better than what I had even envisioned him from show camera pictures. So uh, that was certainly great to see. Uh, he worked out in the beans and ate for just the longest time. We got a stand. There's a little finger or a little fence line that runs out into these beans, and there's actually beans on both sides of it one side we call it the bean plot because it's like no bigger than just like a little food plot and then the main bean field runs on the other side that i can see and of course you know if that darn buck didn't go 15 20 yards on each side of that tree stand um that i can see from my tree uh and then he was feeding out in the field and it was getting dark and he probably got within 35 yards of me, but it was past shooting light. I'm not going to take that shot um, with respect to shooting hours and whatnot. And then he circled in the woods and came to the water hole. I was sitting over, sat there for probably five, 10 minutes. I think he got there at like 808, 809. Uh, he's 10 yards away and it's pitch black and I can't even see him. I would bring my binoculars up and I could kind of tell it was him. Um, but certainly way too dark to take a shot well after shooting light. And he just sat there for like 10 or 15 minutes. He'd drink water. I could hear him like two in his cud. Um, and then finally, you know, he works away. But, uh, you know, a pretty cool encounter. I was kind of kicking myself for not being in that bean stand. It was one of those things where once I got sitting where I was, it did run through my mind like um, – you know, maybe tonight with it, have with all that rain that came through, like maybe water's not going to be their highest priority because you know all the the bean field and the leaves are going to be wet. Maybe they're going to go out there and and 
you know, come to water later. Like that scenario ran through my mind, like where maybe I should be in that stand over there. And gosh darn it, if I had just kind of went with that intuition, I would have been in a great situation for a 15 or 20 yard shot on this buck. But, you know, you live and you learn. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that that's still a pretty cool encounter that you had on opening night like that. I mean, you can't ask for too much better, I guess, other than to shoot them. But that was definitely a lot better Saturday than I had. I I had a rough one there. I, You know, I've been taking such good care of my scent control recently, um, just like really focusing on that, really focusing on getting our access situated so that we're, you know, really set up for success with regards to our scent and, you know, all that stuff. And so I've just been really focused on not bumping deer, not spooking them, just, you know, doing the best we can. And right on my walk in, it's pitch black. So it's still 45 minutes before the season even opens technically with first shooting light. And I got a deer blowing at me on my way in. And it's like, oh my God, what what is happening? And then there was two stands that I could potentially hunt along this access road. Um, and I was going to go to the first one, the closer one. That was my plan. And this deer's blowing at me like right where I would be turning off to head to that stand. And so if I, my thought was if I went down that trail, I was just going to keep bumping that deer. It was going to keep blowing at me and it was going to be a whole thing. So it eventually kind of moved on. I mean, it blew at me 10 times, which is just ridiculous. And then it, it moved on. So then I kept going. I'm like, all right, I, I still got that other stand. I'm just going to head to that one. Well, the deer must have followed me. And so I get another 150 yards down the road and it's blowing at me again. Or a different deer is blowing at me. But I, I feel like it was probably that same one. So now I have two separate situations where a deer are blowing at me on the way in and it's still pitch blackout, not even shooting light yet. So that, that was kind of feeling pretty defeated there. And then we ended up seeing a doe and two fawns on the trail camera that we have at the first stand that I was going to go to. So, and I was trying to shoot a doe that day and I was kind of kicking myself a little bit, but then I was just thinking, man, it, they probably were there because I didn't walk down to that one. If I would have walked down to that one, they probably, I probably would have spooked them even more and they probably wouldn't have been moving through there the way that they were there. So I didn't feel terrible about that one. And I assumed we were just bumping does and fawns and not bucks. So I wasn't super concerned about it, but Saturday morning came and went and I didn't see a single deer and neither did my dad. Uh, but he also ended up, bumping a deer on his way in that was blowing at him so we just i mean it was just like the most disastrous start you could ever ask for and then like you said when when saturday night rolled around in that rain cell i i checked the weather pretty religiously if i know i'm going to be hunting that weekend to just be really dialed into what's going on and so like you said there was no rain in the forecast except there was for like one afternoon so there must have just been, I think it was like a Wednesday afternoon or a Thursday afternoon. My dad must have checked it 
and I usually check in the morning and the night. And so he must have checked it like mm-hmm. on a Wednesday afternoon and was like, hey, this Saturday's not looking too hot. It says it's going to rain like all day. And I was like, what? It hasn't said that at all. Well, I didn't check it right then. I checked it then at night. No rain. Nothing in the forecast. So I'm like, well, I, I don't know. Who, who knows what that was? I don't know what he was looking at. And then it stayed off the forecast. There was no rain. And if you would have asked me at on Saturday at like 1.30 p.m. if it was going to rain at all that afternoon, I would have told you absolutely not. And the weather, the, the yeah. forecast also lined up with that. Well, then 2.15 rolls around when we're getting ready to go out there, check the weather, check the wind one last time, and there's a, a storm coming through. And at that time, it said it was going to rain for half an hour, 45 minutes, maybe an hour tops. And that was going to be it. So our thinking was my dad, he hunts with a crossbow. So he's been hunting out of a a gun stand. It was a perfect wind for that this weekend. So he's been hunting out of a gun stand that doesn't affect him at all. So he was going to head there and I was going to head to another one of our gun stands. That's just like 50 yards, 60 yards from a tree stand. And so I was going to head there, hunker down, let the storm pass. And then, Boom, I'm off off to the tree stand. Just a quick little hop, skip, and a jump. Get set up, and we're good to go. So we got in there, and I got set up in the gun stand about 3 o'clock. And at this time, the rain was supposed to be done by 3.30. Now, we don't keep any chairs in the gun stands because the mice will eat them. And I didn't bring one in because I thought I was only going to be there for a half an hour. And 3.30 comes around, and it's still raining pretty good. And I was kind of in and out of cell service. I had enough to text my dad, but not enough to get a forecast update. So I text him and ask if he can check it. He's like, yeah, it says it's going to rain till four now. And so that just kept happening. And, and he's like, now ah, the, the rain is just like circling right around us. It's just, it just keeps coming. It's not moving very fast. It's going in a circle. There's just rain. And it wasn't until about 6 p.m. that the rain stopped. So I was standing in that gun stand, can't shoot, it's too far. So I had no windows open even, just standing there, staring emptiness for three hours, just trying to keep dry until the rain let up. Yeah, oh, it was just terrible. It was awful. And this is opening day. I was so excited to be out there, and now all this happens, and I'm just, not to mention the morning that we had, and so I'm just not not super happy, but... I got out there at six and by the time I was set up in the tree stand, it was six fifteen, And so then we only had an hour and 15 minutes tops before shooting light was going to be there. And we didn't have any deer moving. I think, you know, that old notion that deer are going to be getting up and moving after a storm. I think that's usually true, except when that storm doesn't end until like an hour before dark. And then I think they just decide, you know what? It's going to be dark in an hour. I'm not moving. I'm just going to get up at dark. And I think that's exactly what happened because that's happened to us too many times before. And we just, we had nothing. So neither one of us saw a single deer at all on opening day. Yeah, it's tough, especially when you got such high anticipation and you're looking forward to it, you know, and the the good vibes are rolling and then you kind of get hit right with the sucker punch right away, right off the bat. Uh, kind of disappointing, but you know, it is, 
you know that it just happens so many times where that weather forecast is never never what they say it's going to be yeah and that's that's hunting you know and i we, we took some footage in there too and i don't know how much is going to make it in any videos this year or whatever but i said you know i i we were we had our expectations curved pretty good i mean we hadn't been seeing a ton of bucks showing up on camera it wasn't like you know we didn't go in there thinking oh we're gonna shoot a big one on opening weekend but we at least thought the weather was going to be decent we were going to have some good sits and we'd probably see a deer or two you know and that was the main thing is i i just wanted to be able to hunt and at least saturday morning after spooking those couple i still got to hunt Saturday afternoon was not hunting. That was just standing in a closed gun stand, staring at the wall for three hours. That was not hunting. So I think that was my biggest disappointment is I just didn't even get to be in a tree really that night. But I don't yeah. know. That, that's just, that was just Saturday. We just had to shake it off and get back out there for Sunday. But what did your, what did your Sundays look like then? Cause I know, it was uh, you. You said Colby, you didn't get out there Sunday morning either. Yeah, yeah. So decided again to, you know, by the time we got home, because it was so late Saturday night, like I was just saying, I didn't get, I don't think we got back to Eli's house till after ten. Ten some time, we fried up uh, some more venison. Uh, made some venison sandwiches kind of, you know, finally sat down, watched a little couch football. And, you know, again, you're not going to bed till like one o'clock and you're like, boy, I don't know about that 4 a.m. alarm that, you know, it would it would take to to get up to go to some of this public. So we just decided to sleep in again, um, catch up on our sleep and, and be refreshed and ready to go for Sunday afternoon. Um, and now my play, you know, now, obviously after seeing that the night before, I I'm gonna try to try to go sit that bean. We just I don't know. I guess we call it the bean stand over there, oak bean stand. Um, and so and, and just hoping that maybe that buck would would do the exact same thing. Uh, so I snuck around and got in there, and uh, you know thought I was pretty good, but upon getting into that tree, and this is a new set that we just hung this summer. Uh, but when I got up in that tree, like. I don't know. It was kind of like miserable is not the word, but it was like a not that enjoyable of a sit. I was like on eggshells the entire night because once I got in the tree and I realized all the different directions that deer could possibly come from, I just didn't know where to look. I didn't know whether I should sit down or stand up. I think I ended up standing like the last two hours straight because I just, I, I was not confident that, if I was sitting down with how quiet the deer could be, um, I wasn't very confident that uh, if one snuck in on me that I could go from a seated position to grabbing my bow and standing up and turning around. Um, I just had so many different directions that they could have came from. Um, and I got, I got pegged twice by two bucks uh, coming out from the water hole where I had sat the night before. And the first time I actually was sitting down, and I was kind of just leaning out, trying to stare around the tip of that uh, little fence line I was in, you know, trying to look out into the, the bean plot on that side to, like, you know, try to catch the edge of it. And as soon as I did it, I had this feeling in the back of my mind that somebody was watching me. 
And I turned around and I looked back to my left and, you know, I can see the opening going back to uh, into the woods that I take to go to that other tree stand, which leads to the water hole. And sure enough, there's like a, you know, a two and a half year old eight point, And he's just got me dead for rights, even though I'm 60 yards away from him. He's just staring right at me. And I'm like, I freaking knew it. As soon as I leaned out and made this big body movement, I just had this gut feeling that something was staring. Sure enough, you know, I turn around and he's got me pegged. And uh, he never comes out to the beans, goes back, runs in the woods. You know, he stares at me actually for about five minutes, but I got no chance to like turn a camera on to zoom in, nothing. I'm just like pegged. Um, and he ends up, you know, staring at me for a couple minutes and going back into the woods, which is never good <clears throat> for getting more bucks to continue to come out to the field. Right. Right. Um, and then, and then 15 minutes later, if it doesn't happen exactly to me again, except this time I'm standing. Cause now I've decided I'm standing the last two hours, but I have to look left and right. Like I have to, if I, if I stare at this, this spot where the, that buck was, I can get totally screwed by something sneaking in on me on the plot. So now I'm, and actually turn the camera on and I just pointed it at that spot where the previous deer was. And I just hit record. And after like 15 minutes of nothing happening, I'm like, all right, well, I better save some battery life on the camera. So I shut the camera or hit record, close the camera window. And for five seconds, I look to my right. And then five seconds later, I look back to the left. And now there's another two and a half year old eight point in the exact same spot has me pegged from 65 yards away in that span of 15 seconds or 10 seconds. He walked out when I happened to be looking the other way, same thing happens. You know, he gets nervous. He got me pegged and he goes jogging back into the woods. And now I just have a terrible feeling like this ain't going to happen because you can't bump two bucks back in the woods where you expect some deer to possibly come from. Um, and that was it for my Sunday night. You know, the, the big boy hooch from the night before, never showed up uh, from where, you know, from where he was the previous night. And uh, those two bucks that had busted me was it. So um, a bit of a disappointment there Sunday night, but uh, it is what it is. It just, uh, you live and you learn and learned a couple of things this weekend. (laughs) One of them is uh, that stand's got to be brushed in a little bit more. I thought we were really hidden well in there, but it just so happens that the two angles were, Deer can definitely cut you just you you're caught looking left and right so much and and that creates movement and that's all those deer need to to peck to, you know peg you out when you're up there yeah better to learn those lessons now than you know mid october or something yeah yeah i mean it's still a good stand and i wouldn't be surprised if we sit it again this weekend it's just I don't know. It's just, you really got to be on your P's and Q's. Like I barely was on my phone at all because I just said, there's no way I can get caught staring, trying to look up fantasy football or, Hmm. or checking NFL scores, like, or texting the buddies or the group. Like I need to, this uh, needs to go in the pocket or uh, away because I, I, I'm not going to have that be the reason that I get busted. Um, So yeah, just when we sit that one, it's just, it just was a weird feeling. I was just like super nervous and on eggshells the whole night just because of how it, how it set up. And sure enough, you know, that's kind of how it ended too. That not the way I wanted it. Right. 
Well, Jake, you saw a couple deer on Saturday night. What did your Sunday look like? Um, well, you know, we didn't hunt again in the morning because that's just kind of, um, we're not big into that until, um, end of October. Right. I don't, I might, I might break tradition and maybe go Saturday this Saturday morning if I don't shoot a doe on Friday night, but I don't know. We'll see. Wind's not looking great. Looks like a lot of East, which is kind of yep. like two stands hunt, but whatever, we'll make it work. So, um, so, you know, we stayed up. There's a bunch of guys up at the cabin. I don't know, six or seven of us. So we were watching football and having some beverages. And, you know, next thing, you know, like Kobe says, one o'clock rolls around. And we're like, yeah, we should probably go to bed. <laughs> so uh, went to bed, slept in until eight or so. And then my dad and I headed over back to the farm and uh, filled up waters because they were completely bone dry after two weeks, which, I mean, it's a good thing. And, they love that, so we filled up, um, what do we got, six of them? I think we filled up six, which is it's like 300 gallons of water total, so um, filled them all up and kind of headed back and just watched football for a while, and uh, then we headed back out to the stand. I think I was set up by 4.30, and I think I saw my first year at like 4.31, <laughs> so and then I sat down. My bow was hung up. I got the camera already, and I was kind of messing with my bino harness. And I looked up, and there's a couple doe, a doe and two fawns on the plot already. I'm like, oh, okay. So, and then pretty much from then till close, it was like a revolving door of does and fawns coming in and out. And I could have shot, I probably could have shot three or four of them. And it was cool. Um, I haven't hunted that stand in a while, and a lot of it was cut down up there. And I wasn't sure how I felt about it. There's a lot of like four or five foot grass that was cut down but it seemed that they loved it so um and i think i ended up seeing five does and 10 fawns or nine fawns or something like that and uh it was a good night and then on the way out i'm walking out and uh one of our target bucks we call junkies out in the bean field behind me with another buck so i kind of i was gonna walk out that way and then i uh, you know crouched down and was glassing them hard to tell with that light little light but uh i could tell it was him and kind of a similar situation to kobe like i knew he was good but um when i put the binos on him and saw him in real life i was like well yeah you're you're a little better than i think than i think we think you are so um that was good to see and then later that same night my uncle saw one of our other shooters and he was on his way out out in the beans and my dad ended up seeing three or four bucks that night and two of our up-and-comers so uh, it was a pretty good, um, pretty good sit for us. So, and our cameras have been pretty, pretty consistent um, these last couple nights. So, I think I'm gonna give it a shot Friday and for sure Saturday, Sunday. So, let's see a little rain in the forecast, but we'll see. I'm trying to convince Noah to come sit with me and maybe do a little doe patrol mission, and hopefully we can. I know we got a couple bucks that need to go, so. Um, yeah, I know you you invited me and then Colby said I could join them and him and Eli on Saturday morning if I was over on that side of the state out on public. So and we had a buck show up today like at 7:30 this morning on our cameras that we would definitely shoot which hadn't happened for a couple of weeks. So I I am totally up in the air on what's going to happen next weekend for us if we get that same buck or 
another buck or two to show up during daylight this week, then it might be worth it. But like you said, the wind doesn't look great. The weather doesn't look great. So that kind of is, is up in the air. Um, I, I, I have no idea. There's a lot of possibilities, but going back, I mean, let's, let's just go into that to wrap it up. Then let's, let's see what, what everybody's going to be up to this weekend. Cause I know you guys usually don't like to shoot does opening weekend, Jake, but then after that, it's kind of more open season, if I understand correctly. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just kind of our rule of thumb. It's just that we don't want to go in there and start busting stuff up on Saturday if we're not that, you know, not taking anything away from shooting a door or anything like that. But that's just kind of how we roll. We don't want to go in there. Because we do have pretty good luck seeing our good bucks during daylight in the early season. So, and I mean, we did end up seeing them, so... Uh, I'll probably, um, for sure, since it's only an hour drive from home and I usually don't work at like 3, 3.30, I'll probably buzz up there after work and try and get a sit-in. And um, I'll probably hunt that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe Saturday morning if I don't end up killing a doe Friday night or maybe I'll see if I can go Sunday morning or just something. But there's it's rare I might sit in the morning, but we'll see. But I'll be up there, I think. My dad's coming Saturday and Sunday, and I think it'll just be us two this weekend on the farm. So, so you're on more room. you're on more of a doe mission, but still, obviously, if if a buck presents himself, you're taking him. Right. I mean, if I get some trail cam picks, I where I know, oh, this guy's coming here consistently or whatnot. Um, obviously, I'm not going to go into our hot bedding areas or where bucks are and start whacking those and having to track them all through the property this would probably just be sitting on field edges or spots where i know they're not gonna go back and i'd ruin some more stuff so right well colby after all those encounters last weekend what's your plan for this next one yeah we're gonna we're gonna be back after it um just some of the things that you know we learned from the opening weekend combined with um, just our past success in early season really has always come on the second weekend. I think between me and Eli in the last six years, we have um, killed three bucks on the second weekend and hit two other ones. Um, So, and part of that reason is, is, you know, me and him were having the conversation is, you know, we've had some encounters at distance on opening weekend, but I tend to think like these deer are still in a bit of like an opening or early fall transition. Um, a lot of them have just dropped their velvet in the last like week or two. Um, you got changing food sources. Like, you know, the beans are really getting yellow now um, across the state, just driving across the state. Um, could really see that, that, that the beans are really starting to dry up and turn yellow. You got a, a real bumper acorn crop across the state from the way it sounds. And you're getting these deer that are in these transitions, like they've dropped their velvet. Some of them are shifting out of their home ranges and settling into their fall range. And then you got the different crops that are changing. And now you also added in uh, the human pressure element. You know, whether you bumped deer or not, you still had your scent uh, on the ground and maybe they're smelling that. So, like, I think these deer will start to settle into a little bit more of a a pattern than what it was this 
opening weekend. At least that's what we've seen in the past and why this second weekend has been so successful for us. Um, another thing we're considering and something we really learned, and, you know, we've thought this in the past as well, but we just another example of us seeing it is cameras don't always tell the true story of what's going on. Um, that hooch buck that I saw was on camera a couple times in the past week at, at that water hole, but it always was like right at dark and he was coming from like the downhill direction. So like in your mind, you had it that he was like bedded down the hill or out on like the ridge point. And that obviously wasn't the case. He was bedded. I don't know if he was bedded in that far fence line or came from across that fence line in the corn, but like, and then he fed in the beans and circled around and ended up at the water just after dark at the same time frame he had been on camera that all these other times, but he did not come from where we assumed he was betting. So um, I think you just, you can't always, you still got to get out there and, and observe and see how things are setting up and where these deer are, are coming from. Um, another thing with that is that deer was feeding in front of he he we got we caught him on the first bean camera when i said he went around the tip on the little plot side he was on camera there but then when he circled back around the tip and was eating beans like out in the main field we have another camera there and he was never that camera never took a picture um it was him and another that two and a half year old eight they were like 50 60 yards in from in front of that camera eating beans for like 25 minutes and the camera never took a single picture they must just be out of like the range of where that camera can sense movement hmm. and we never got a picture so like had i not been sitting there you never would have known that this was the deer's track and how he ended up coming to the water um and we've seen that in other spots too uh i know in 20 2019 um we had three cameras set up. We were after a, a buck we called BG and we had three cameras like within a hundred yard area. And one was a cell. Or no, these were back before cells. 2019, I don't think we had any cells. Um, or maybe it was 2020. Either way, we didn't have any cell cameras, but if you, we pulled cards and two, even though these cameras were all like within a hundred yards, two out of the three cameras never had a picture of that deer. And then one camera, he was absolutely on it every single day for eight straight days leading up to the season. So like, had we not had that third camera there, you would have thought that area was completely dead. Like nothing's going on. Um, so just, I think sometimes we get so ingrained on like, oh, the cameras are are showing big patterns or the cameras aren't showing anything at all, but those deer can still be there and, and not far away. Um, and you just sometimes got to go hunt and, and see these things for yourself or, you know, running multiple cameras in an area because one camera certainly is not telling the story of the whole area. Um, but yeah, we're going to be back at it. Like you said, the winds are not favorable. It, it looks like a lot of East Southeast this weekend, which, you know, the majority of our stands are set up for west, northwest, even southwest are usually fine. But very few stands are ever set up for a southeast. It's, it's a wind you just do not get a lot in the fall. So it's going to be a challenge to whether we play the risk-reward game of, of trying to get 
tight to some of these spots that have had nice camera action, knowing the wind is uh, pretty mediocre at best. Or if we try to get creative and there's a couple thoughts about, you know, setting up in the corn again, um, overlooking some beans and stuff like that. Um, you know, like Eli did last year. So we're just going to have to maybe get, take a look at the drawing board and get a little creative as well. Yeah. Well, it sounds like at the very least we're not quitting yet. So that's a good sign. We're only on the second weekend and everybody's still going strong. So I got a good feeling somebody's going to get on something this weekend. Um, we're going to be in good shape, but yeah, like I said, I have no idea what's going to be happening on my end. We're going to have to make that decision in the next couple of days here, but it's a long season. We're only on week one. I'm glad we're in it now. Um, anything can happen any day. So it's, it's an exciting time of year. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can't get, you can't get down off of just, you know, one weekend that didn't go, didn't go good. Uh, I got to keep the vibes and the, the positive attitude and, and mindset um, high at all times. You know, when you, when you start getting down in the dumps, I think you start forcing things or, or making bad decisions and it's way too early for that. So uh, still positive mindset and, and just going to be good to just be back up in a tree again. Can't wait. Can't wait for next weekend. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, Good luck, boys. Hopefully, uh, hopefully somebody gets into something. Yeah, you too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We're gonna have to get that group chat fired fired up a little bit more this weekend. It was pretty quiet last weekend, so um, we'll have to send keep the keep the vibes rolling. I agree. Yeah, we gotta we gotta have a little bit better uh, weather and and sightings this weekend to get that going. But I agree. I think we're going to be in better shape here going forward. So, um, yeah, I mean, like you said earlier, Colby, we, we did see a couple of bucks come through online. Um, you know, people who found some success opening weekend. So congrats to everybody who was able to connect and good luck to everybody like us. Who's still after it. It's a long season to go here and I hope you guys are just as excited as we are. Um, and thank you guys for, Following along, we're going to have tons of videos coming out for you, all kinds of footage. we got a lot of guys with cameras, so um, we're going to have a lot of good stuff coming out for you guys. And, as always, this podcast every week. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.